that architecture. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I thought it would be fitting. That'll wake you up. <laughs> yeah, good old church bells just ringing in your ears. All right, hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, Marin. And this is Bad Architecture. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Today, Aaron and I are going to take y'all to church. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, <laughs> to church. So, this is um, kind of an architecture podcast where we talk about things about architecture, what makes it bad. Could be anything from design, weird people, strange things that happen there, it just being really, really bad. All, all those things. We just we, we explore all of it. And then we cap it off with a little badass architecture palette cleanser. And uh, that's the podcast. Yep. That's it. Let's get started. Yeah. So I can't wait. Th- I know. This was really, really fun. <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first and I'll be the sandwich. <laughs> I like that. Like the, or- like the cream and the Oreos. Yes. The, the bad <laughs> architecture cream and Oreos. I like that. I like that. All right. Before I bring it up, I'm going to set the scene for you. You're ready. So again, this is our theme today is take me to church. So ecclesiastic architecture, and we use church really loosely. I'm going to say that. I'm going to preface it right away. Church is loose. Okay. You're watching Cinderella, and it's the moment in the movie when the dolled up princess Cinderella is fleeing the ball at the stroke of midnight. And I just have this thing. Okay. Who is still at a party at midnight? <laughs> it just seems so late. I'm so old. The youngins. The youngins. The youngins. Are there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The young princess Cinderella and all of her young friends. And she's running down the castle stairs to make sure she gets out of there before her beautiful outfit turns back into rags. And her tiny glass slipper slips off her foot in the process and is left on the step for the prince to find. I never understood in the movie why everything she was wearing turned back into rags and why this one shoe did not turn into, like, a wooden clog. (laughs) Anyways. um, Anyway. Yes. So you have this tiny, dainty glass slipper. So take that slipper and make it big. Blow it up really big. Huge. Like, massive, 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 over 55 feet tall. Woo! Um, (laughs) Now take that shoe, place it in the middle of a reflecting pool, in the middle of a, like, nowhere park, in the middle of kind of nothing, when all the other buildings are very, like, one or two stories, and make it a destination for people to get married and get their dreams of happily ever after with their prince photographed at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My friends, I bring you. <laughs> That's kind of bippity cool. <laughs> bobbity boo This is the Glass Slipper Church in Taiwan. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool yes. building, but a church? It's a shoe. It's a <laughs> church-ish. I'll get to that. So, okay. <laughs> also known as the high-heeled shoe church, that's what it's known as. This is a massive monument of fairy tale wedded bliss that sits in the middle of a large public park in the fishing bil- village of Budai. And I hope I said that correctly. Again, my pronunciations. Please take it easy on me. In Chaiyi County, Taiwan. Okay. The shoe. <laughs> the shoe. This this high-heeled, 55-foot-tall, blue shoe. You know, if it wasn't a church, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. It's, 
a little bit uh, Eiffel Towery. If the Eiffel Tower was like <laughs> a transformer that was also a shoe, right? I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So we have a great photo of it. Here is it in the middle of its reflecting pool, kind of in the middle of this this park with a town behind it. Um, wow. Kind of like a mix of residential and industrial looking town behind it. And this was opened in 2016. And this shoe-shaped structure is the brainchild of a local tourism official, Sheng Zhengfeng, who wanted to bring in more tourism and boost the economy of what he called, according to um, a San Diego Union-Tribune article, was a backwater that needed something special to lure tourists. Well, this is it. <laughs> I mean, this this is definitely... It's one of those things where you would go see it because it's weird. Although in the daylight, it doesn't look quite as cool as it does at night. Mm-mm. It <laughs> looks like, it looks like, do you remember magnetiles? Yes, I do. It looks like a kid took all the blue magnetiles. <laughs> it does. And built a shoe. Maybe that's how he designed it, you know? It's, I'm just saying. It, yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's pretty substantial, and the local government arm of Taiwan's southwest coast national scenic area had this built, and it's constructed with over 320 bright blue tinted glass panels, and it cost over almost $700,000 to build. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It is a giant blue glass high heel shoe. Yep. (laughs) Sitting in the middle of a reflecting pond in the middle of a park. It's like a bullseye of why. There's a lot of paths leading to it, too. <laughs> and it's uh, like a circular thing with all these paths coming in and out of it. If, like, you think of kind of like the Art de Triomphe, like where it's in that circle and all the things go to it, but yeah. a shoe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's really big, too. I mean, it's big. Like, okay, so to give you kind of, um, <laughs> to kind of put it in perspective 55 feet is over four stories tall on like an average story height is like so it's over four stories tall this is a big shoe it's a big (laughs) blue heel and I know it seems like it might be a strange tourist attraction to build this shoe this giant shoe but there's a huge wedding industry in Taiwan, and it's really profitable. So creating this destination of, like, drama texture was not really very random. It was actually um, something that a lot of places, and especially in some rural areas, would do to highlight a certain aspect of their region that was unique that people would come and have either ceremonies or their wedding photography done in front of. So other fantastical backdrops... Um, are not just giant shoes or fabricated drama like this. Some have utilized their regions like mountaintops or forests. Um, I found one that was an old pig barn that was turned into a a venue. Okay. <laughs> so they've been co-opted for this industry. Okay. And there's there's quite a few articles on this. It's This makes some sense that way. You know, like we make shoes here, so... Right? Or something? No, they don't make shoes. Okay. There's a fishing village. All right. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, 
like some dying. But I, I mean, know. unless they're like totally into like fishing in high heels, like <laughs> you do you. Too, but that's, that's, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Right. Right. And they built this because they wanted to specifically attract women in some of the articles that I read. Um, they really wanted to attract women through the wedding industry and, like, bring them to this. So, like, my first obvious reference point is, like, the very heteronormative fairy tale of Cinderella. Right. I mean, it's the glass slip. It's literally a glass slipper. It was also female-oriented in some of the other amenities that it provided, which in an article it talked about maple leaves, love seats, biscuits, and cake, which will act as props for romantic photographs, quote-unquote. <laughs> oh, God. All I want is cake, folks. All I want is cake, seats, <laughs> love seats, and biscuits. The maple <laughs> leaves, okay, so I was like, the maple leaves? And the articles, nothing went into, like, why maple leaves? And so I did a little bit of digging, and I found a couple of, like, different sites that where maple leaves in Chinese culture represent an ancient symbol of love. And there were conflicting ones. So these are just ones that I found, a little compilation, if you will, of what the maple leaf could possibly mean. I don't know if they're real maple leaves, if they're paper ones, if they're, like, metal, if they're strung up, if they're, like, strewn like rose petals. It just said maple <laughs> leaves. Okay. Um, so it can represent an ancient symbol of love. Um, like the sweet sap from its tree, which ultimately produces maple syrup, maple leaves represent the sweetness and wonder of love in daily life, quote unquote. That was from a University of Michigan website. It also represents fertility, growth, honor. I don't know if the other amenities like seating and food is necessarily female oriented or just a <laughs> nicety. Okay. For anybody. <laughs> I've never thought of a maple leaf like that before. Yeah. That's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, to, to kind of really entice people in. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, this guy, even though it has nothing to do with this... Oh, wait. When you said entice females, I actually had the thought of, like, you know, in Wild West days when you'd entice females out. Because there's, like, <laughs> you know, 2,000 men and, like, two girls. No, but... <laughs> this was for people that were getting married. Like okay. they want to bring, yeah, yeah, not no, not entice women out for <laughs> for the men folk to marry. Oh, God, that's like what I pictured when you said it was a fishing village. I'm like, mm. <laughs> like no, they just want tourism. Yeah, okay, no, good. they don't want wives. They want tourism. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Though that would be a really thing. We need more women. What do we do? Women like shoes, right? <laughs> We'll give a big shoe. How can they not want to come, women? So it's like men were sitting around in this meeting. They were like, okay, what do women like? Shoes. Well, we like them in high heel shoes. Maybe they like shoes. What if we give them a big shoe? We'll get more women the bigger the shoe uh, is. Right. Just oh, build it big. Make but sure. just one, not a pair, just one. Right, just one. And make sure it looks like the Cinderella one from the cartoon. Right. So, like, everybody, right. like, associates that with, oh, Prince Charming is here. Sorry. Yeah, like, this is the happy end, like, right? Like, they'll get their shoe. Okay. They'll get their man. Yeah. They get their happy ending. Yep. <laughs> we need women. Women like shoes. Build a big shoe. Yes. We got it. We're that simple. Thank God our, Thank God, women are just that simple. I mean, <laughs> it is, like, just a room full of men who are just sitting there being like, what, what? I don't know. What do women like? <laughs> oh, let's put cake in there. 
Choose, give them cake, too. Maybe a place to sit. Do they like to sit? I, yes? That's awesome. This will work. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Me, I, I'm like, I... <laughs> I... I think shoes, and I think toes. Yeah. And I think fungus, and I think smelly. Yeah. And I think... Especially a glass shoe. Did you ever have jelly sandals? Yes, I did. I loved them. <laughs> How bad did your feet sweat and smell in those? They sweated a lot. But yeah. I'm actually wearing cloud slides while we're recording. <laughs> so okay. like, my feet are probably sweating in those too. <laughs> but now make it big. Do you want to be no. in a big hot box shoe tote? Like, no. No. Right? No. I really, <laughs> I, I'm having some trouble with it. So... Now, the Cinderella reference, it feels very strong visually, but apparently that's not where this actually, the, the give them a shoe, give the women a shoe theme came <laughs> from. It's a little bit darker, almost like the original Grimm story where like people were at, like his, her stepsisters were actually like slicing off pieces of their feet to like shove it into the shoe to work. Yeah. It's dark. Like the real story of why, apparently why a shoe was chosen is actually pretty creepy so according to some of the articles and especially a bbc article uh to quote the shoe was inspired by a local story and according to officials to officials in the area in the 1960s a 24 year old girl surnamed wong from the impoverished region suffered from blackfoot disease both of her legs had to be amputated leading to the cancellation of her wedding she remained unmarried and spent the rest of her life at a church. The high heel is intended to honor her memory. Quote, unquote. <laughs> your face. Oh, my God, your face. <laughs> this is worse than having it, like, to bring women there for the men. <laughs> this is way worse. This is so much worse. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, it's bad. Wow. Oh, it's bad. It got dark. Well, uh-huh. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh God! <laughs> and all the like the articles, a few articles reference this Blackfoot disease, and so I did some digging. And Blackfoot disease is a gangrenous disease that came about from basically from arsenic poisoning. Um, yeah. So <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> uh, so I hit like the J store. I hit like the the journal, the scholarly articles, and found one titled "A Controlled Retrospective Study of Blackfoot Disease: An Endemic Peripheral Gangrene Disease in Taiwan." Oh my god! And this was in the American Journal of Epidemiology from 1968. Um, and to sum it up, Blackfoot disease occurs in a small endemic area of Taiwan where they found it for about 50 years. Um, it affects young and old people of both sexes um, and clinically resembles thromboangitis <laughs> obliterans. Okay, basically it causes loss of like toes, um, the extremities, um, mainly toes, less frequently fingers. Oh my God. Um, and in the study, it said that they had reported an association between the disease and the consumption of deep well water. Oh. And their previous laboratory studies had established that the deep well water contained appreciable levels of arsenic. And so a lot of the residents that were drinking this water, including their relatives, 
the people that had Blackfoot disease and their relatives and neighbors were found to have elevated levels of arsenic in their hair and urine. And so people were drinking this well water that had high levels of arsenic and were being poisoned by it to the extent that they were losing toes, feet, and limbs. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? That's... Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We... And it... Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have well water, but we have a filter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably like, good. Test uh, it for arsenic. Test yep. it for arsenic or you'll get Blackfoot disease. I don't need that. Got enough. Thank you. No, you don't. You have enough <laughs> things going on. That's enough. Oh, my God. Yeah. So wow. there's a couple other, you know, other scholarly articles. You know, there was one that was the 30-year follow-up. Um, basically, the clinical on saying that the clinical onset of it was insidious usually, and then it could be like it would start with numbness and coldness in the extremities and usually the feet, and then pain develops, and that progresses to gangrene, and then 68% of the patients underwent spontaneous or operative amputation. Okay, and lower extre- <laughs> yeah, lower extremity involvement in Blackfoot disease was observed in 97.7 percent of the cases that came in for oh. with that with that those high levels so um oh my god <laughs> very tragic and horrible a yeah. very real tragedy that afflicted those living in the area i don't know if the backstory of the girl who lost her feet and then never got married actually did happen i don't know if there's any like hard evidence of it but if there wasn't one woman that this happened to I'm, there was many people that lost extremities due to due to this. Um, and that's extremely sad. Yeah. As for there being an actual monument to it, I think there's a hospital in the region that is kind of like a monument to the people that lost their lives and limbs to it. Okay. But, um, so it's a, so kind of in a way from that story that's been connected to it, a huge high heel monument to those women who lost their toes and feet, but it's also a venue for documenting marital love. Okay. I don't get it, but right. <laughs> I was gonna say on first blush, you're like, okay, that's a weird monument for that, right? Like, that's like a painful reminder, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes. then, but then you're like, well, okay, I can see where you're trying to like we've overcome it, right? But also the fact that some of the stories are saying that like. They wanted to gear this towards female tourism industry also feels weird. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of layers of this just being a little wild. Yeah. A little... Now, yeah. now culturally, maybe we're not... Maybe culturally that makes more sense in Taiwan, mm-hmm. right? But, like, in our culture, we're like, what? <laughs> Very, you know, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's our first reaction. Although maybe their their first reaction is, like... Uh, maybe, like I said, maybe we've overcome that. Yeah. So, and there is a big, like, oh. word of love in front of it. And they do light it up. Um, so, anyway, this giant Barbie shoe is not technically affiliated with any one religion. It's not, like, consecrated ground. Nor does it hold any religious services aside from wedding ceremonies. And even that is a little unclear. I feel like I found conflicting, like, 
information that like some places said it was just a photo backdrop for the wedding. Some said they were holding wedding ceremonies. So if anybody knows for sure, please let us know. Um, I also couldn't find any photos of anybody getting their photo taken as a wedding group in front of it. Right. Right. But it does, it does hold the Guinness Book of World Record for the largest building shaped like a shoe (laughs) with a capacity for 100 people. The interior, I mean, as you can see from the outside, uh, there's really not much there. There's like a balcony halfway up and in the toe, a giant TV. Oh, okay. And I guess they do some other events like water and light shows. So romantic. It's very Vegasy. Yes, but I feel like it would fit in with Vegas. Yeah. Like, if there was a giant shoe in Vegas, nobody would blink. Like, it would no. be like, cool, put it next to the pyramid and the Eiffel Tower. Right. Um, <laughs> but this, yeah, so that is the Glass Slipper Church of Taiwan. Ta-da. <laughs> I applaud it. This was, this was fun. <laughs> I know it's not technically a church, but it goes by the Glass Slipper Church. So, like, many things, if we're going by church of, like, what the, like, the Christian idea of it is, we'd be precluded, we'd be, like, excluding way too many great things. And this one just also begs for a whole nother edition. So, that is the Glass Slipper Church (laughs) of Taiwan. You are welcome, everybody. (laughs) Sorry. Allergies. Um, Yeah, that was... uh something <laughs> mm-hmm. okay let me get mine ready here we go so let yes. me let me set the scene for you <laughs> just like you did for me yes. it's your big day your wedding day that you've dreamed about okay. for my, so my long. eyes are closed I'm there in the moment right now some of us dream about that some of us don't that's fine I never really did but you know you're dreaming about it you found mm. the perfect outdoor setting right You found the perfect area to have your little reception. You found the perfect place for photos. I did. But then your parents remind you that you're supposed to be married in a church. (laughs) Mom and dad. Right. (laughs) That's great. So what do you do? Well, you bring the church to your very, very important, perfect outdoor setting, right? Yes. (laughs) How do I do it? Tell me. Well, there is a company that you can rent from called Extreme Inflatables. (laughs) 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 I never made you laugh this hard. Woo! (laughs) No, no. I just. Gore and guts this time. (laughs) No, I just need to explain what I'm seeing on the screen. Please, everybody, envision a bounce house. Make it gray. Give it a steeple. <laughs> this is what I'm looking at. Yeah, that's what it is. Look at the oh little white god. picket fence too that, that they put around. Oh my god. Okay, so y'all, it's a ga- it's a gothic church. Yeah, gothic church. Gothic church. <laughs> I, I'm already Chicago enough. Okay, like and then like uh, and it's like. A bouncy house. I mean, it really, wow. You know, but it's not a bouncy house inside. Okay. I don't know. Are those bouncy house buttresses I am seeing on the side of that church? Those are bouncy house buttresses. (laughs) Oh, my God. (gasps) 
Okay, let's just point out the photo I'm showing, which I will make sure to share in our compendium. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, you see the happy couple in front of it. And uh-huh. um, so it's reasonably sized. <laughs> I can't quite align my brain with what is happening in this image. I knew you'd like this. Okay, so <laughs> so here's another view. <laughs> okay, um, I want to point out that it's actually a pretty good replica of a Gothic church. <laughs> so I it's wanna, got buttresses. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm giving a shout out to the creative team here. <laughs> they really taken inflatables to a whole new level, right? Now I think mm-hmm. this is the same one. Sarah just looks purpley. <laughs> Wow. But I want to point out the stained glass window. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay. It kind of like has like medieval times meets bouncy house meets gothic architecture. Yeah, like very gothic church. It's this is this is this is wild. <laughs> okay. I, All right. So, let me just I'll just put this picture up while we talk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't they look so happy? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. So how do they have how I'm sorry they all look so serious I know but they're how inside do you do it? an inflatable you're inside an inflatable Ow. church you can see everything so shiny <laughs> it's like it's like pool toys how do you how do, how do you keep a straight face I mean if you're kind of like a quirky person right like this is for you right <laughs> if you're um you know young and fun and it's probably your first marriage <laughs> You know, or remember when you were in like pre like preschool you know, and you got married? Yeah. When you're like, you know, <laughs> seven and you married somebody, like this would yeah. be perfect for that. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna explain a little bit about this because I did a little deep dive into Please the, like, do. The, I need a lot. I need so many explanations. I well, I didn't investigate every company that does this because there's a few. Believe it or not, there's a few. <laughs> okay. But the the one in there's one in Spain in Valencia and mm-hmm. it's extreme inflatables like with an X and it's there. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh god. Well, there's other stuff they do. Now, I think we've all seen the inflatable pub at mm-hmm. some venue, right? So you could have your inflatable church and then have an inflatable pub for your reception right next right? door. Right? Uh? And then a real bounce house because come on. <laughs> yes, you gotta have the bounce house with it. You gotta um, you can't tease people this much. No, you can't. You gotta have the bounce house. So if you're doing this, you gotta go whole hog, right? You do, yeah. You gotta have a balloon guy making the little dachshunds and stuff up <laughs> by the reception guest. You know, like while they're having hors d'oeuvres, you go. And they have like those unicorn horns and stuff <laughs> you can put on. The, oh my God. Where they make all the, sh- the hat. you know, the shit for your head. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and everybody gets little swords. Yeah. Oh, my God. The sword fights. Now, see, this would probably be kind of fun to go to. It just feels like also like a very safe place. <laughs> Everything's soft. <laughs> Unless there's a dust devil or a windstorm. <laughs> then look out. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So I looked up this company and it's actually a nice website. It's www.inflatablechurch.com. Well, they right? nailed the name. <laughs> right. No surprises. Okay. So on the website, I found out that um, private weddings 
from the very first inflatable church. <laughs> so you can marry anywhere. I'm just reading their promotional uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm paraphrasing. Events and festivals. They're available worldwide. So anywhere you want this, you can have your inflatable church. You can run it for a single event or for longer periods like a festival. And apparently, they are the official MTV Festival Chapel globally. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wow. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Uh, enlightenment and education. So apparently, around the world where there are no churches... Youth groups can rent this thing for youth organizations and, you know. And then there's, uh, they uh, if you want to do this, you can contact the company and they have official distributors who have bought these things, right, around the world, which is why it's available worldwide. And then uh-huh. they'll get you in contact with the closest one and it will be shipped to you okay. for rental. <clears throat> you can also purchase one of these things. <laughs> Let me tell you how if much. You- Okay. <laughs> 21,500 pounds for the church or 15,000 euros plus shipping. Only. My God. That's it. What a steal. You can be the, the church person, the inflatable church person in your area. <laughs> if you want to be an official distributor. You can be the insufferable <laughs> church person who brings church to everything. Right. Is there okay. a block party? Bring your church. Uh, Okay. Is there a yard sale? Bring your church. Oh, jeez. You know, somebody might need to be baptized. <laughs> Bring the church. Ah, I'm sorry. Okay. So let me talk about the structure. The house part, meaning the part that you get married in or whatever, uh-huh. is five meters wide externally. So not internally. And David tells me, because he's Mr. Math, that this is about 15-ish feet. <laughs> Our our thanks to David, because neither of us think that way. So apparently, uh, internally, externally. So internally is a little smaller. The front facade with the two, like, Notre Dame, Notre Dame pillars (laughs) in the front. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're leaning, you are leaning into your Illinois today. It ah, is good. I know. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. All right. It is good. I can leave the accent behind, but it's just as more authentic if I use it. So... Seven meters high facade, that's 21 feet. Okay. And 6.5 meters wide, that's pretty much 21 feet, too. Um, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> the tower, the steeple, tower. is five by five meter base. It's 15 by 15 feet, and it's 36 feet high, <laughs> approximately. <laughs> Everything that on there says approximately because I imagine when it blows up, you know, it's a little different each time. I mean, you have to take into consideration air pressure, exactly. and elevation. I'm sure all of those things, right? PSI, right? CSI. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Walls are about 0.6 meter thick, which David tells me is two feet, approximately. <laughs> I love that we know nothing about the metric system. And they want you to use the official, (laughs) I know, we're terrible, right? Um, (laughs) And they want you to know that you need to use their churches because, you know, other other companies are low quality, uh, perhaps not fire retardant, (laughs) which I thought was an interesting addition on there. You know, Uh probably think about that. Um, Yeah. They have a quote. Especially if you're lighting candles. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, good Lord. <laughs> so, okay. So there's a quote from the website, which I found cute because again, the English is odd because it's from Spain. The attention to detail is heavenly complete with plastic stained glass windows. <laughs> Sorry. I love, Google, I love Google Translate. Like, I love how, like, the auto-translate <laughs> websites, it's... <sighs> and airbrush artwork, which replicates the traditional church. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Even the doors... I think church, I think, yes. Airbrush. ...are flanked by air-filled angels. <laughs> air-filled angels. Uh Hallelujah. The church can Amen. be built in two hours and disassembled. By built, don't they mean inflated? Yes. <laughs> and really disassembled building. in less than one. Deflated. Yes. But I think there's a couple parts, right? Like maybe the tower is a separate part that like gets attached mm-hmm. somehow. All right. There's also an inflatable organ, altar, pulpit, pews. Candles and a gold cross. Okay, in the picture, those candles look like they're falling off a. <laughs> did you ever have any of the inflatable couches in the nineties? <laughs> I had a pink. I had a bright pink or purple inflatable one. I can't remember which. Can you imagine? I'm just trying to remember. On a hot day, sitting on a plastic inflated church pew <laughs> as the wind. Buffett's basically a bouncy house, and you're, oh, God, they're brown. (laughs) It's worse than I, it's, it's ungodly, I'm going to say that. It's like pool toys, but in church. Yes, it's basically pool toy set. (laughs) I'm showing her the organ, which I also have on the compendium. (laughs) stained glass windows behind it uh now i don't think it's as majestic as they think it is no no okay so like they've done a good job i let me just give a shout out to the design team here okay because if you're working with inflatable boundaries right you know (laughs) this is a good design Those, these two old people sitting in the church pew are never going to be able to get up. I'm I sorry. I know, because there they're, like, no connected. support in that chair. <laughs> they will not be able to get out of that pew. Not only that, but they're connected, right, because of the air. So, like, you're, now you're tripping. Because <laughs> it's, like, a foot high. The connectors. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. gosh. I know, right? <laughs> there was just too many good pictures. <laughs> It just keeps getting better, but worse. Does the organ, does the organ play? No. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, so let me just say something about this. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) they have the little vaults, right? Like Mm -hmm. you'd have in a church. But because Again, inflatable vaulted ceilings. I mean, there's the the de- yes. there's, there's some architectural details like clinging and the, and to the dear rose life in window, there. The rose window behind uh-huh. the priest's head in this picture. Now, let me just talk about these vaults for a second because the unfortunate occurrence of using inflatables to create vaults <laughs> is that it looks like a colon. It looks like you're inside a colon, kinda. Oh my god! Right. 
Like here's your or duodenum like brown or whatever. And ropey. <laughs> yeah, it's like brown and ropey and inner like crisscrossing above your head. Oh, that's all I could think about. If I was at a wedding there, I'd be sitting there looking up going, this is what it's like to be eaten. Right? <laughs> I've had an experience today. <laughs> Here's a stained what a glass lovely stained, stained glass window flanked by, sh- uh, wow, just shiny ribs of inflatable vinyl. And there's gray. A- and gray, here, gray here's, vinyl. Here's the duodenum and here's the appendix. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I knew you'd like this one. <laughs> so, oh, like oh. what if you like have a really long, like like a Catholic cla- Catholic ceremony and like there's a leak and like throughout <laughs> like the two to four hours of the Catholic ceremony, everything just starts slowly <laughs> tilting oh and deflating God. in on everybody. <laughs> oh. I didn't even think about this. Okay, so like two things. That, or what if you have like one of those dust devils, the next thing you know, you're like that video of those poor kids in the bouncy house when they oh went my flying God. down the street. Now I realize this is bigger and there's a lot of people in there, but... I'm just saying. It's still inflatable. <laughs> it's still a, a thing filled with air. And look at how dark it is. So, like, unless you have it well lit, I mean, this is dark. I mean, you got to have... And if you're going like, to use candles, you have to make sure to get the one that's fire retardant. I guess, for sure. Oh, my God. Well, I guess if you have a lot of people in there, you want to make sure it's fire retardant. Okay. There's more about this. What is the capacity of these things? I don't know, but... uh we figured out that it's probably about um, 11 feet wide inside, so it's not big. So you can't fit a lot of people in there. I mean, I would imagine no. very few. And it's probably a little longer than it is wide. Um, what do you think the ventilation is like? I feel like no. it's hot and uh, sticky What if somebody muggy. farted? Oh, First no. of all, on those, <laughs> on those seats. Can you imagine? Oh, no. Right, the oh, echoing, so and then like amplified. <laughs> and then, and then the, if no, it's a sunny day, and then there's, no and there's like no air circulation. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! <clears throat> so uh-huh. you know, uh, if you have other designs that you'd like to see as an inflatable structure, mm-hmm. uh, they're very open to discuss it with their design team. You can, you know, contact them. <laughs> Uh huh. They are partners with MTV McDonald's, Coca Cola, Monster, Red Bull. I'm assuming these are for festivals. I can't imagine they're uh-huh. for anything else. Um. All right. So here's the deal. When you said Guinness Book, I was like, Oh God. So our church here is in the Guinness Book of World Records from 2004 as the world's largest inflatable church. <laughs> wow! Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So there's tons of videos on their site. Uh, If you look up Inflatable Church, there's a ton of them. Uh, Sarah, I sent you a couple for your uh, pleasure later. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) To watch. (laughs) Um, What do you wear to something that this is taking place in? I would wear whatever the fuck I wanted. (laughs) At that point, you're just like, listen, bets are off. This is, Yeah. Come on. Something long enough to cover your legs that so they don't stick to the plastic inflatable brown pew. Oh, yeah. No mini skirts, no shorts. <laughs> no mini skirts. Oh, can you just imagine just sweat? Oh, God. I just. 
And you know mm. someone's farting. Because listen you up, know. y'all. Listen you up, know. y'all. There's always somebody. I know. I live with somebody. one. <laughs> <laughs> listen, some of us are just like gassy little nebulas that just like <laughs> right? exist in the world. Um, we're doing our best. Yeah. We're doing our best. <laughs> I'm not saying I never do. <laughs> Just saying. Again, I feel like this, like the shoe, like wouldn't bat an eye in Vegas. Like this would be like, I totally get it. Right. All right. So here's a picture of one lit up at night with the with the angels. <laughs> um, it's actually kind of cool lit up at night. <laughs> our air-filled angels. It looks like if you were ha- like you know when you have like weird dreams and a building looks like a building, but it's not a building. It's kind of like Uncanny Valley for people, but this is a building. <laughs> like it's a building, but it's not. But there's something really off about off putting and off about the building. <laughs> yep. So there's other brands. If you don't want the best, you can get okay. the, this guy Omega Inflatables. <laughs> is that just a cloth ceiling? Yeah, they all are. They're all that. They're all that top tarp, you know. Oh my gosh! Come on, here's another view. Oh, here's Singer. You can get Singer. That's a big rose window. Uh, Again, the bouncy house, flying buttresses. I do. I do love. If you're really into Barbiecore, you can do a hot pink one. All hot pink. Wow! Wow! I feel like. That feels more appropriate <laughs> than, like, trying to make it look like stone. Like, you are getting married in an inflatable church. Go bright pink. Don't try to make it look like stone and wood. It's going to look like unhealthy poop and colon. <laughs> this looks, this this makes more sense. <coughs> this is going to look, this is, if I you're get inside this. this, this is going to look like you just did the pre-cleanse oh. for your, you know, colonoscopy. I'm well, just saying. From the outside, it does. But from the outside, like a bright pink bouncy house castle church just makes more sense to me. You can get a clear one. Ooh, that looks haunted. I love it. Doesn't it? Now, this is lit up at night, folks. I don't know how they lit it up to make it look like this. There's probably a Not way. Not with candles. There's pro- <laughs> Well, there's probably a way that doesn't involve having any people in there. So mm-hmm. here we go. So that looks a little magical. But, you know, during the day... <laughs> It's just, you know, there it is. Uh, it looks like, uh, during the day, it just looks like... Um, it looks like a humidity box. It looks like it smells like hot breath in there. <laughs> that's breath. all I can think. <laughs> well, that's all I'm thinking now. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like oh, they're the in the daylight. It's kind of like, wah, wah. <laughs> Why? But at night lit up, yeah, it looks kind of like like a ghost. Okay, but like, yeah, but here we go. So, like, to me, this looks like somebody got a bunch of, you know, plastic bags, like Ziplocs, (laughs) and, like, stretched it off over stuff, like ribbing. Like, here, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, during the day. Oh, my God, it's, like, tilted one way. Yeah, because it's inflatable. (laughs) I feel like, just get a tent. What if there's a strong wind, like, halfway through the ceremony? Like, do you just hurry up and finish? <laughs> like, because everything's blowing sideways? Or I feel like a tent would be, like, more cost-efficient, probably easier to set up. You don't need a giant pump, because you have to, like, pump air into There's a lot of air to pump into these things. This oh, isn't, yeah. like, an inflatable mattress, and you have that little one that's this big. 
Oh. I don't know why these won't get any bigger. Okay, so there is one particular one that looks like a birthday cake, maybe. <laughs> it's got, like, the confetti and hearts on it and stuff. Uh-huh. Now... Yeah, it looks like funfetti. Yeah. So this is a church that is used at, at least from what I could find out, the festival festival, you know, from the U.K., there's a couple, mm-hmm. there's a few of them, you know, they got groovy, groovy, uh, you know, signs. <laughs> They're cool. Very, yeah. Very artsy. Right. But I can yeah, see why they have this like... particular church there. And I think they hold things like dance stuff in it, you know, um, and mm-hmm. I think also weddings, you know, people, uh, people that have been at a festival for three days and haven't slept yet due to various reasons. Um, yeah, they're making good choices. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. But, they're making good choices you know, at that point. know, much like Vegas, you can always get that annulled. <laughs> <sighs> wow. All right, so that's pretty much wraps it up, but I want to talk about a few of the churches that I showed, including the hot pink. If you go on AliExpress, <laughs> you can get it for thirty-one fifty. Like three thousand one hundred fifty. Oh, and eighty-seven cents <laughs> to own. Yes, I think you can have that. I think AliExpress. Or is that to rent? Is, I think AliExpress is just to buy. I didn't click on it because I didn't want to get roped into anything um, mm-hmm. inadvertently. <laughs> what like, if it like? What if it was just like this big, like tabletop size? No, this one's big. But yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the it's definitely the one in the pick. Yeah, <laughs> this one, which is the same, pretty much the same. It's pr- I I have to think that this is actually an extreme inflatable one because it's the mm-hmm. same design, but like they made it custom for somebody or a few distributors. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that is uh, that is mine for today. That is my bad architecture. <laughs> my bad impermanent architecture. <laughs> That's. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'll just leave you with I'm the cold. I'm fascinated, <laughs> but it's it's just so it's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. Yeah, I mean, more power to you if that's what you want right. to do. I mean, I'm down with right. that. Okay, but it's just not for me. <laughs> I can't. This is. <laughs> You're right. The sweaty thing. It's too much. I can't. (laughs) Again, it just smells like hot breath. Wow. That I was not, I was, I was not expecting that (laughs) whatsoever. I mean, now I really want to go. I want to be in a bounce house now. (laughs) Like I really want to go in a bounce house, but. Huh. (laughs) Can you, I, I I have so many questions for people that have chosen this. Yeah, I have a lot of, <laughs> well, the festival ones I don't, because, you know. The festival ones I kind of get, and I get that's what, maybe that's what they were trying to say, like, you could, where people, where there's not churches, you can bring a church, so it sounds yeah. a little less missionary, if it's like, they could just say, like, bring it to a festival, I don't know. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not necessarily a religious connotation at a festival, it's just, you know, let's get married in the church, right? <laughs> And then you I go don't know, over the there. One, the ones that have the giant inflatable crosses on the top kind of do scream a little, yeah, little Christian leaning. But yeah. maybe maybe that's part of the fun. <laughs> right? Like, I mean. Kind of making fun of it a little, I would imagine. Oh, it'd be, this would be, you know, it'd be good for, like, for part of a haunted house. Mm-hmm. 
Like a like a community haunted house thing. That Listen, could be those inflatable angels. Those are good size. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean this that's that's the one thing that I could think of using this for. Be like, oh, it'd be great for like a community haunted house. Yeah. You know, as part like of a complex. Maybe you could have a complex of haunted structures that were inflatable. Or you get a bunch of them and then like you tie them together and you put them on a lake and it's like a flotilla of churches. <laughs> Oh. oh, I never even see. This is why we're a good team. I didn't think of that. This would be. <laughs> but they don't. Yeah, this is. Wow. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you for introducing me to the world of inflatable churches. <laughs> see, now you're so much more enriched. <laughs> I am I'm so much more enriched by this. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, I love it. Oh, I hate it. Yay! Uh, yay! Well, I did have fun picking. I knew exactly which one I wanted to pick for badass architecture today. Sweet. And my heart, made, it made my heart very happy. I mean, all of these make my heart very happy, but just in different ways. Our badass architecture of the episode is the Borgund Stave Church in Norway. Get ready to ooh and ah, because this all-wooden church that resembles a gothic, dragon-scaled, multi-tiered cake surrounded by, like, the crooked teeth of old gravestones <laughs> and nestled and snuggled in the mist-filled hills, like, of Norway is this gorgeousness. Ah, oh, it really is lovely. There it is. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. So, uh, Stave Church is the, and again, all these images will be on the compendium as well as our sources. So make sure you go and check that out. It's on um, our link in bio. Uh, so Stave Churches, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting all choked up. It's so beautiful. <laughs> um, according to the website chaplainthehills.org, Stave Churches were built of a special type of fur called Mountfuru. Again, I'm butchering that, and I know it, which is no longer available to pe- for people to use. It must have been, you know, forested out, which was a was very hard with big sized trunks and very very straight. And the closest approximation to that with, that we have in North America is the Douglas fir. Okay, and it's simple and uh, stave churches like started as simple in appearances, um, and the techniques were pretty simple. To I mean, they're a marvel of engineering. So the name Stravkirke comes from the use of staves, the large pillars from those trees that were used to support the church structure. It was the churches are built. So stave churches in general are built on a foundation of flat stones, then used to elevate the foundation and beams from the ground and keeping them from the moisture. And the walls were made from vertical planks topped with four or more beams to support the roof. Now, a lot of these churches that have this, like, really emblematic, like, dark brown black color on the exterior, and that comes on, like, the shingled, and it's, like, on everything. It's, like, it was, like, frosted in all the shingled walls, all the roofs, all, like, the barge boards, all the doors, all, like, carved dragon heads and crosses are just, like, this, like, dark brown-black color, Uh. and that comes from a coating um, of pine tar, Fabulous. And, yeah, so 
The wood, the wood was imbued with the pine tar, which creates a breathable water and rot resistant um, layer that preserves and protects the wood from the elements, including like water and sunlight. So it's, it's a protective element, but it creates this stunning, dark, beautiful color of, 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 of a church, um, which this one is. So the Borgenstave Church is said to have been built sometime between eight, um, 1180 and 1200 AD, oh. and it is one of the 28 remaining stave churches in Norway and is one of the most distinctive and recognizable ones. It's been used in movies and TV shows, and it is, again, it's multi-tiered, and it has these carved, and it's like all wood shingles, like shingles on not just the roof the roofing but also on the walls on the exterior and it has these like carved dragon heads and this very Ah. top um tiny tower on top of one of the tiers um it was dedicated to the apostle andrew aka saint andrew who is the painter and saint of fishermen singers and pregnant women okay um (laughs) and 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 he is believed to offer protection against sore throats and gout well, heck. So if you have a, yeah. <laughs> we got to head ourselves over. Thanks, St. Andrew. <laughs> um, and if any of this is wrong, I know nothing about saints. So, yeah, I mean, there we go. Sorry, guys. All right. This is so, gorgeous. <laughs> isn't it stunning? And again, there's this like old cemetery surrounding it, and you see the hills in the background of Orgland. And like, it is just, again, this bl- like dark brown, black. I, it just, it, it is striking, and I mean, it is like, the, yeah, yeah, it's like the, it's Norse. It yes. is Norse. Oh, very. I mean, the building itself is amazing, but the backdrop is just. I, I know mean, you Norway. add that into it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh wow, oh. Hey, it's, listen, it's freaking scenic. I saw a building such as this on Ragnarok on Netflix, and I thought, I saw it too. I thought that was a made up building, like no, a CGI. It's this. And it's is, this. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen Ragnarok, and again, we're not sponsored by so Netflix cute. or Ragnarok, it's basically a retelling of some of the North mythology with um, contemporary high school students. Super cute. And it's very cute, and there's some, it's it's fun, it's a good watch, and this building is in it. Oh, and I, saw, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was I know. just CGI. This is fabulous. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Um, it is built on a basilica plan, which um, has a central nave flanked by two, like, narrow aisles on the side, separated by columns and a semicircular apse. So it's like a traditional um, church plan. And this one became started really simple in its design. And you see this kind of box within a box within a box thing, the way it's been built on top. And it evolved and built over time. Um, it didn't get windows. <laughs> yeah, I noticed until- that. Until... <laughs> Until after the Reformation in the 1600s, in the 16th century. Now talk about a stinky building. Stinky building. Yeah. So it got, um, (laughs) yeah. And it didn't always have the scaling um, on the walls, like the shingle scaling on the walls. Those were originally just like wooden boards. Yeah. And, you know, so there were additions put on. There were these updates put on over time until we get to to this like gorgeousness that it is today. Um, and these churches, again, 28 are surviving. This one's in really good condition. And these were built using traditional um, 
building materials and ideas of that and and technologies of that time. So like it used pegs and not nails in its construction. So it didn't have any of the decay that comes along with like metal and wood interacting with moisture and is one of the reasons why some of these are in like such good condition. They also say some of these are in great conditions because like a lot of things couldn't be done to them because there wasn't money to either tear them down or over update them. They just had to keep them kind of stasis for a while because there was no money to do anything. Fantastic. Um, there's also carved woodwork on the interior. Oh. Like the interior is what well, it's like orgasmic. It's oh my god. Uh, and oh. and this. Oh my god. <laughs> so the interior again is wood. Um, it doesn't have like plaster walls or those things. There are some paintings on the interior, but it's mainly carved wood in these like organic geometric shapes, as well as some interwoven viney. This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, and there are like, so there's carved crosses and dragon heads on the exterior, which they say are said to be only about 250 years old, but there's some conflicting um, information about that. This church was purchased by the National Trust of Norway in 1877. Oh, my God. And because of that, it has helped save it from demolition. Um, But there, and this was mentioned in some of the articles, there's a huge risk of the skills and trades being lost to history for traditional trades that are needed to um, repair and maintain these types of really old traditional buildings that have, like, withstood the test of time. But the technologies and the knowledge and the materials used, that information is at risk of going extinct. And so that's why traditional program, like trade programs, like the tar, the specific tar coatings on these, there are people that get PhDs in, in like building conservation um, specifically just to understand the tar, like how to make the tar coating and how to apply it to the buildings in the way that it was done so it continues to maintain the way it was. Right. And continues to, like, be that protective layer in that correct way that they had initially done it with, which was so effective. Yes. But that's it. So people get PhDs in this. But it's like these things are being lost. Like, so, like, I know Buffalo, Preservation Buffalo, Niagara has a traditional building trades program. There's the Northeast Regional Initiative for Preservation Trades. Like, these things are so vital in keeping the knowledge and the skills and technologies from disappearing completely, leaving these historic resources um, themselves at risk for lack of proper caretaking. You know, you put new technologies, new materials, and you don't know how those are going to react with these really um, historic building um, materials and forms. And so it needs, that knowledge can't go extinct. So if you have the capability to go get training or are thinking of exploring um building preservation and are really interested in these old buildings, please explore traditional trades because there's not enough people doing it. Um, And you get to help be a hero to sites like this. So that's my plug for preservation and traditional trades. Fantastic. And for my favorite build, like this uh, incredible, like on top of my list of, of buildings that I want to see in person. And that's the Borgland Borgund, there's no L. I keep saying that the Borgund staved I know. church. I it's, it's so easy to put a put in a consonant or something in there. This is amazing. This is something like you go to Norway because it's cool. You know, Norway's mm-hmm. a cool place to go. But like this would actually be like an impediment. 
impetus, right? Like this is, yeah, this is what's going to make you choose Norway, <laughs> right? Over say Sweden. Yeah. Right. Because now I want to go make a tour of all these. How many did you say? That's a There's lot. 20, 28 remaining. There used to be a thousand. There used to be over a thousand. This was like the, this was like the building format for these, these churches in like the 12th century. Um, they do say that there used to be an older wooden church on this or structure on the site that could have um, come from more ancient pagan religions. But again, this was, they say between 1180 and 1200, this was, this was constructed in its first initial part and then was added on to. Okay, Sarah, this yeah. has got to be a girl trip. Yes. David can come if he wants, and so can Ralph. But it's basically going to be us because we're going to have to I know. sit outside of this in this lovely, you're right, little tooth, yeah. jagged tooth graveyard and just uh. admire this. We'll have to take different <sighs> angles. <laughs> I know. Oh, and there's this, like, stone wall. It looks like uh. a dry coping stone wall, like, built around it. There is, like, in the back, there's this separate bell tower, which is also in its own a bit famous and then beyond this is a red church which is like the newer church that was <laughs> built for people to and there's like a visitor center it and there's some beautiful websites that red yeah one. yeah and this bell and there's tower. some amazing oh. amazing websites about this and again i mean people just i mean we'd have to spend collective all day awe yeah you collective awe we an hour at each view and then we go inside and then we just like and just touch all the wood we could lay down on the floor <sighs> And just spend an hour there, just taking it in, because there's so much uh, intricate design. I know, and, and there's some beautiful. If you if you look at some, find some of the articles that are written about this. There's some beautiful um, hand drawn plans of um, of some of these aspects of the building, and you have to you look at it, and again, it's just it's wood. Ah. Oh. It's wood. There are, again, there are some paintings in there on panel, and there's the stones that were used. But again, this is like the focus is the the wood as the building element, and it is celebrated throughout in so many different ways. And it really, I mean, it it, it takes your breath away. I mean, that it's just, this is. I, I am not religious, but this calls to me on such a deep level. Me too. Me too. Uh, yeah, you know, this, this would make you want to go to church if, yeah, you know, yeah, just being able to go here and look at this building and be inside of this building. It's a, it's an honor. It would, yeah, it's an honor and it really is. Wow. It's just a pinnacle of incredible construction. And you think how long ago it was, was constructed in this initial form and like that they purchased it in 1877. I mean. To save it. Like that's. <laughs> Yay, Not Norway. 1977, 1877. Right. Yay, Norway. So, so smart. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, what is this right. the same building? Uh-huh. It is, just with a different light on it. Oh, wow. Yep. Look at those shingles. It really does look like dragon scales. Dragon scales, right. It's <laughs> it's really cool. I dream. This is this place is this is so on top of my list to to want to go to. This is and... like where Daenerys should live. Ugh. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Wow. So that that is that is the badass architecture that I couldn't wait to bring to you. After we had shoes and inflatables, we have <laughs> this. This is your This is one of the best badass we've ever had. It's this. good. And I know it we don't. Good. This is only what number seven. Okay, but like this is 
This is the best. <laughs> yeah. So good. Agreed. Oh, my God. Agreed. That's why I was so excited. I was like, I have it this week. I have badass for this one. Yeah. This one's mine. I will take. Oh, this is so good. All right. This is so good. So if you guys are liking what you're listening to, like, follow, rate us. Don't be mean. If you don't like it, don't listen. You yeah, know, but if you okay. do, make sure you follow Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share with your friends. And if you have ideas for really bad architecture to send our way, reach out. We're definitely interested. We have an ongoing list that we're building. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If you don't like us, don't listen. We don't. We love you. It's okay. Right. (laughs) You know. We're doing this because we love this stuff. And if you do like it, thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen. We like doing this. We have a good time. Exactly. And big thanks to Ralph, who continues to do all the sound for us and fix all of our awful mistakes and <laughs> and put together these amazing recordings for us. So, yes. yeah. Yes. Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> and thank you, everybody. And keep listening. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>